I'm Heather Parry, and with me is my co-host, Kirsty Boobs Look Good Logan. <laughs> Heather is still laughing about this because before we started recording, I was just checking everything is okay. I was like, okay, we've got the thing, the mics are plugged in, tits look great, cool, ready. <laughs> you got to think about these things. It's important. Just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> so, Heather, today, you can call me Tits McGee today, if you like. <laughs> tits look good, McGee. Um, and he says to me every now and then, you know that line from Bridget Jones where he says, uh, tits look good in that top every now and then <laughs> just randomly we'll be having a conversation about something else. And she just kind of pauses as if she's going to say something important and goes, tits look good in that top. <laughs> <laughs> and he's great. I mean, it's nice to have appreciation in this life. <laughs> I sometimes will get a run of WhatsApps that's like, I'm going to be late from work and I love you and your bottom's very nice. Oh. <laughs> He's not wrong. Just from some random. Yeah, yeah, just from my mom. Oh, no. I got, um, I sent you a screen grab of this. I got a, a, an Instagram message request, which you're always like, God, please don't be a dick pic. And then I was like, this is definitely going to be a dick pic because the username was like spunk something something. And I spunk very nature. nearly just said no. But then it seemed like I could see the first few lines of the message and it seemed quite nice. And it was like a lovely message from someone who'd read my books and wanted a tattoo based on one of the books. And I felt like going, why is your name Spunk? You're clearly a nice person. <laughs> it was the Spunkinator, I believe. That was what it yeah. was. But then she said she didn't know what Spunk meant when she came up with the username. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like going, bet you know now. <laughs> That's how I feel. Um, now I'm 32 and my year of birth is in my email address like oh i just didn't know shouldn't have done that it's like being old yeah but at the time you were like i'm so young i'll never regret this <laughs> i'm 21 everyone should know about it yeah no can i just say right now if you're 21 nobody needs to know about it if you're 32 nobody needs to know about it well, i tell everyone on every podcast episode we do so you do actually yeah. we can track your age <laughs> for all time well, it's my birthday next month so it's gonna change anyway heather what are we doing today? Oh, we're back with the ho! <laughs> you love that shit. <laughs> yeah. That's your best joke. We're doing The Fever by Diane Ho. Uh, good cover. I like this cover. I think it's really scary. Mm. I also had that song, Yummy Fever, in my head the whole time while I was reading this. <laughs> I wish I had that song instead of the book. Oh, I love this book. We're going to fall We're out. We're already going to fall out. I think it's a really scary cover. Do you want to tell me about it? Yes, it is a very scary cover. It's um, all black, but then the only bit of picture you can see is the a sur surgeon's eyes. Surgeon. Surgeon's <laughs> eyes. They're very blue, but he's wearing a very... Uh, sorry, they're very brown. But I was going to wearing... say, oh my God, what is wrong with you? <laughs> he's wearing a blue... What is that? Scrubs. What they mask? Scrubs, yeah. Mask. He, it, he looks a little bit like a blue ninja. Like, you know when the the Blue Ranger oh, yeah. uh, was modernised? But you can only see his eyes. And they don't look... They, they look scared, don't they? They don't look mean. I know. At first, I wasn't sure if that was meant to be the main character. Oh. Under threat. But it looks like a man, definitely. It looks like a man, yeah. So I don't think so. Um, and then it says, the 
it says the fever in very stabby. loud, large, stabby red. With writing. a stabby V. And what's the tagline there? Try to stay cool because fever kills. Oh, that's quite good. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's allur- alluding to sex. Is it? Like the fever, you know? Like Only you saw that as no. being about sex. No, I don't know. Is it spunk month again? <laughs> we better ask the spunkinator. <laughs> She'll know. Yeah. Oh, bless. So... I really like this book. I'm going to say it up front. You clearly don't. Yeah. We're going to disagree. <laughs> just look at my very angry notes. <laughs> well, maybe it was just because I really liked this one as a kid. And generally the ones that I liked as a kid don't hold up. But I think this is scary. But I have specific personal reasons why I think it's scary. Okay. Which I'll go into. Have you two been quite hot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have. I'm going to read you the prologue. It's quite short. Duffy Quinn tosses and turns in a restless, fevered sleep. Hot. Hot. So hot. I'm not saying it's well written, by the way. Flames burning, tormenting her parched, dry skin, setting it on fire. What is it? Sounds, noises ripped into her tortured sleep. No, she doesn't want to wake up. No, leave me alone, she thinks. Clanging. Metal on metal. Now a cry, muffled, frightened. What? What are you? Now a soft, whispered flapping sound. Flap, flap, in case you hadn't figured out what flapping sounded like. (laughs) Like gentle waves hitting the shore of a lake. Suddenly another cry, filled with terror. No, please don't. Hot, burning, blazing. There's a soft thud, then silence. Silence floats about the room and then is broken again. Flap, flapping underneath. Rattle, clatter, kadunk on top. Clatter, kadunk. Duffy stirs, moans, tries to sit up. The clatter, kadunk stops abruptly. Silence. Duffy whispers, what is it? But sitting up is too painful. Duffy sinks back down against the pillow on her hospital bed, murmuring her question, what is it? The clatter kadunk begins again. A faint shaft, oh shaft. (laughs) A faint shaft of light briefly crosses the room as the door creaks open. The door swings closed again and the light disappears. Silence. Okay, I'm not saying it's well written. (laughs) Good. But I think it's pretty creepy because, so when I was a kid, I used to have this thing, which is very common. I don't know if you know it. It's called Alice in Wonderland Syndrome. Mm. This is a real thing. Um, So apparently it's really common among kids. And um, it's sort of linked to sleep. And it's also apparently a migraine thing. Um, My dad and brother, my dad used to get migraines and my brother gets them. And I never thought that I got migraines because I don't get headaches. But I've realised now I've actually been having migraines my whole life. But they aren't painful. Right. But I have like migraine symptoms which I didn't realise they were, like, I didn't know this Alice in Wonderland syndrome was linked to migraine. But it's, like, a weird thing. And I used to get it when I was a kid, like, particularly if I was ill or had a high temperature or a fever, if you will. (gasps) And uh, it's, like, I even wrote down the technical terms. So it's micropsia, which is where you think everything is much smaller than it is. There's macropsia, where you think everything is bigger than it is. Pelopsia, which is things seem a lot closer than they are. And teleopsia, they seem a lot further Right. So I used to think, so I would be like lying in my bed, falling asleep, a little bit feverish. And I would suddenly be convinced that if I opened my eyes, I would be right up next to the ceiling mm-hmm. or that I would be really, really tiny and the room would be huge. Um, and it was really weird. And I would sort of be afraid to open my eyes because then if I did and it really was like that, what would I do? So it's sort of like in Alice in Wonderland where everything's very big and everything's very small. And it really used to freak me out. And I still occasionally get it if I'm ill. So here's the difference between me and you. I also used to get that. <laughs> uh-huh. And I loved it. What? <laughs> like, 
I used to get it as well when I was just falling asleep. Yeah. And I sleep on my side. So, and I would usually sleep with my face facing into the room. And what I would feel like was that my body was like all made of marshmallows and I was inside uh-huh. it trying to control it with like tiny toothpicks. Wow. So like I could almost feel the sensation that I felt then of like everything being far too big and like and then the room the corner of the room would like go. Yeah, yeah. And then your whole understanding of the room was completely different. And I knew that if I moved it would go away. So I used to lie so still to make it last for a long time. Whoa. I loved it. My mum also has been on like migraine medication for ages. So there you go. I wonder. I, could, I, think, I got it into my twenties as well. Yeah, I think a lot of stuffs linked to migraines. Hmm. I get like little blind spots sometimes as well. Yeah, it's weird. It's all migraine linked apparently, but because it's not pain, you don't think of it as being a migraine. Well, I don't think she has migraine. <laughs> you know, I don't think I she don't has either. Fucking anything at all. I'm just saying. I think this concept of like you're ill and fevered and you don't really know what's real. I think it's really scary. But we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Let's get into the actual book. <clears throat> That's just me saying, I guess I'm trying to justify why I thought it was quite scary. <laughs> like, honestly, I think this is the only point of horror we've done that's actually got scary bits in it. Uh, I mean, it's got scary bits. Can I just point out that the bit you read in the thing where it says, um, she was hot. So hot. That occurs three times by page six. All right, then. So she's so hot. Is she, is she hot? I can't believe I'm defending Diane Ho. I usually hate her. <laughs> I mean, this book has the usual problems of Diane Ho books, which I'll get into. Yeah. Meaning, mainly lots and lots of characters. Too many characters and a completely awful main main character. She's, I don't think she's that bad. She's a fucking twat. All right, we'll right. get into it. Okay. We're going to disagree. Oh my God. Okay, meet pretty redhead Duffy Quinn. She's got a fever. She's hot, so hot. She's thirsty and she's hearing weird noises. She's in this super creepy hospital, which I don't really understand why it's so creepy. It's really damp, it's decaying, and it's in this rundown area of Maine. And she's being rushed there by her parents, shouting about light bulbs and umbrellas. Oh yeah, that was the other story that I was going to tell. <laughs> Another reason I connected with this book. Um, did I tell you about the time that I ate too much hash when I was a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> So I've never really been that into drugs. They just don't, like, affect me that well. Like, my body chemistry doesn't go with them or whatever. But um, hash would always put me to sleep, and I've always been a bit of a bad sleeper, and my dad would usually have a bit, so I would just take a bit and eat it because I don't like smoking. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd, like, just take a bit and, like, crumble it into food, like yogurt or whatever. And I did that once, and uh, I couldn't sleep, so I ate a bit. I still couldn't sleep. I ate a bit more. Still couldn't sleep. Ate a bit more. Rookie error. Yeah, bad, bad choice. <laughs> I know that now. I was about fifteen at the time. So then I woke up, right, and there was this wolf in my room, but it was like a sort of half a cartoon wolf and half a real wolf. So it was like about seven, sort of looming over the foot of my bed, and it was about seven feet tall. Um, but it was dressed like a lumberjack, so it had a shirt on and was holding an axe. But it was like sort of cartoon, but also real did you have a lesbian wolf in your room it was a man wolf oh, right. for sure a man wolf <laughs> i just knew and it was so i started screaming for my mom <laughs> so then she comes in and i'm like the wolf has got the 
relax. And then she obviously, I don't know what the fuck she thought was going on, but we finally figured out what was happening. So then they put me in the car and took me to the hospital, but the wolf was still there. So the wolf stayed at a standard distance from me. So it was like it was still at the foot of the bed, but I was no longer in the bed. I was in the car, but the wolf was still there. And I was like having this total meltdown this whole time. Anyway, and the A&E doctor completely justifiably was not impressed. Yeah, but they they were just like, sleep it off. Yeah, they were like, we've got actual ill people going to fuck off, you idiot. Anyway, so um, I get it. I get the whole thing about like talking absolute shit and your parents being like, what's wrong with you? I had a lot of connection with this book. Here's what my issue is. She doesn't really act like she's got a fever. And she's a total hypochondriac as well. I mean, so am I. Maybe that's... I have a very low tolerance for hypochondria. Maybe that's why I really, really didn't like it. Maybe. Like, like, as well, David had a fever before Christmas. And I'm not the most sympathetic (laughs) person in the world when David's ill. See, when people are ill, you'll have sympathy for five minutes. Five minutes. And and if they're not better, you're like, go away. (laughs) Sort yourself out. (laughs) Go to bed. Um... And I also don't like being ill, so, you know, I also hate myself. <laughs> I'm sick. But um, he was like, started his really obnoxious cough, which is both the loudest and most pathetic cough in the world. So it's really annoying. Um, <laughs> love you, David. You're so mean. <laughs> but he went to bed one night and he was shivering, like actually physically shivering, but sweating more than I've ever seen him sweat. And he was like cuddling up to me and just, he was burning hot. And he was like, his teeth were chattering when he was going to sleep. And I was like, oh god, I don't know. Did you give him some paracetamol? Uh, You are the worst. Is that? You didn't even give him paracetamol? (laughs) Like in the morning. Oh, mate. Anyway, he had like two, and then he was like being sick, and it was all this like black shit that was being sick. But he was out for two days. I knew he was ill because he couldn't eat. And you Mm. met David. That's not a concern most of the time. But he was like, he couldn't do anything, he couldn't speak. This bitch is fine. She's just a bit fucking warm. She's I mean, just going around her days. Is it like she's completely fine? She's yeah, completely we, fine. We kind of find out later why. And then everyone's like, "Well, she can't have a shower, can she? Because she's got a fever. Why can't she have a shower if she's fine? She might faint. You might faint any time. I mean, <laughs> I really can't. But <laughs> what is scary is that she's getting gaslit by everyone the whole time. They keep telling her there's nothing wrong with her and that she's imagining it. I don't think there's anything. I think that. Anyway, I think it's scary. I'm going to get into it. Let me tell you the story. Okay. So first of all, we meet Dr. Jonas. Mm -hmm. He's lanky. He's got a beard. He's got an earring and he's frowny. We really learn a lot about him and he's not really relevant. No. Um, He takes more blood. And because we just read his CBC, I was like, he's a vampire. Uh, He's not a vampire. If only. Because this is not CBC. Um, Also, the nurse gives her a back rub. I was like, you wouldn't get that on the NHS. I've written that in my queer subtext. Mm. Oh, yeah, so have I. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely don't get back rubs on the NHS. No. No. And also, okay, we'll come back to that later. Okay, so then we also meet Amy. She's a volunteer and a new friend. She's sort of (laughs) obnoxiously cheerful. I would say Annie has a phrase, so sweet it rots your teeth. Oh, yeah. She's like that. Um, She gives Duffy some soup. But Duffy is a dick, to be fair. She just yeah. sort of shoves it away and she's like, I don't want any soup. <laughs> like, fuck you. Yeah, she is a dick, I'll be fair. Yeah. There. Then we meet Smith Lewis. If you're already losing track of the characters, <laughs> join the club. He's sort of sexy but smug. 
he's got brown hair and eyes and he sort of struts around and Duffy thinks he's really arrogant, which he does sound arrogant. I couldn't like him all. And then he negs her because she's not nice enough. And this is what he says, I want to fucking punch him. A sour female is a sad sight to behold. <sighs> yep. But then it gets worse because then Duffy in her head thinks, yeah, he's right. I do have greasy hair. Like what <laughs> the fuck? I would be desperate to wash my hair if I was in hospital, so that's the one point I mean, yeah, that I didn't but find. It's not like, yeah, fair enough, he's horrible to me, I do have greasy hair. Like, give her a break. The interpersonal relationships in this book are all over the shop. <laughs> they really are. Some of them are, like, really a lot more intense than I expect from a point horror. Like, the whole thing between two of the people that we'll talk about later. Um, I was like, that's realistic almost. But then, like, the rest of it, I'm like, why? It, what's happening? Why am I listening to all the shit that yeah. these people are saying to each other. There's a lot of irrelevant stuff. Too many Waffle. characters. Yeah. Diane Ho. Too many characters. Calm down. You don't need all these Write characters. Write a story with five characters. I dare you. That's your challenge. <laughs> so then, I don't understand this bit, Amy says, oh yeah, did you know he's called Smith? Because that's his mum's maiden name and they have the same twisted sense of humour. And I was like, so is it meant to be a joke that he's called Smith? Because is that not quite a common thing to do? Give your kid your maiden name as their first name? Yeah. Because I think that's why there's lots of kids called Logan. Oh, yeah. Well, well, maybe some people just think it's a cool name. <laughs> which Wolverine. it is. <laughs> but is that his second name or his first name? It's his first name, isn't it? Oh, is it? What's the second name? Wolverine. <laughs> Logan Wolf. Okay, now I'm going to have to look it up. I split everyone into one of two categories because if I have to say my name... Uh, at like a hotel or whatever if I'm checking in and I say oh it's Kirsty Logan it's Kirsty with a Y and then Logan like Wolverine and then yeah half the people go like what? and half go haha yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, oh his his birth name is James Howlett colloquial Logan where did you get Logan from that? I don't know his name is Logan yeah like they know him don't isn't that's it? his real name his real name. You can't you can't say your name's James Howlett and then they call me Logan. Like that doesn't that's a different name. I can't be like, yeah, I'm called Kirsty Logan, they call me Heather. Because I've no be like, but why? Maybe it's a canon issue. Maybe like somewhere in the Marvel verse. They've referred to him as one thing and then He's definitely Logan, isn't you he? You also you can't call him Howlett. He's <laughs> you can, that's great. You can't do that. That's bullshit. <laughs> Uh, anyway <laughs> yeah anyway. Um, I've also written this is I'm going to read you my exact note go on <laughs> Smith Lewis she had heard that he was given to practical jokes please no please god no <laughs> well also Duffy likes practical jokes oh. no practical jokes we don't want them we I, don't like them I'm so done with them no I read this just after we read uh, the one we did last <laughs> What was it? Was it a robot one? I've fucking forgotten. Uh, it was uh, Call Waiting. It was Call Waiting. Yeah, and I've just had it. I've just had it with practical joke characters. Yeah. They're not funny. They're not. They're, they're not dicks. funny. Anyway, Duffy doesn't really care about any of this. She cares more about these weird noises that she heard last night, as you know from the prologue. There was someone in the bed next to her, but it's empty now. So let me stop you there. Okay. Here's the crux of my annoyance with the first half of this book. You're in a fucking hospital. Why, why are you bothered? There are people in and out of your room all the time. She spends the entire first half of the book going, yes, but 
Have you figured out? Have, you didn't come and tell me who was in my room last night. Get over it. Why do you care? Why do you care? Because she feels like something's wrong. No one did anything to her. She didn't know anyone touched her. It was just some noise. But someone said, please, no. Well, would you just be like, oh, well, not my problem. We're in a hospital. Yeah, but you don't I, say please, no, in a I hospital. I just think, mind your business, you know? <laughs> just oh mind your business. That's dangerous. <laughs> It'd be like some van will drive up and drag me into it and you'll be like, not my business. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kirsty's problem now. Not my now. circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> She'll ring me. <laughs> She'll WhatsApp me if there's a problem. <laughs> I very much work on the assumption that people will ask for my help if they need it. And if I you're mean... getting dragged away and you don't, that's on <laughs> you. Fucking hell! <laughs> Top tip, guys. Don't get abducted in front of Heather. She'll do a fuck all. <laughs> God, it was just so... I've, I've written here, why is this such a big fucking deal? Someone was in there. Get over it. It's a hospital. Jesus. 2019 Heather is harsh. <laughs> and yet she's getting a lot of shit done. Well, yeah, right. I just hope I don't die in front of you. You won't raise a finger. You won't even get me paracetamol. <laughs> so Duffy, she's, she doesn't, she's like you. She's sick of being sick. She mm-hmm. doesn't like being ill. She hates the routines. She just hates the smells. She's lonely. She's got a FOMO. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And also, I think this is one thing that is true about hospitals. They say things like, oh, look, it looks like that IV is annoying you. Let's take it out. But then they don't take it out. Oh, right. Do you not think that happens in hospitals? I've not been in a hospital for a long oh, time, really. Well, I've had to be in hospital quite a few times and it's horrible. Maybe that's why I like this book more because I really don't like hospitals everything's so out of your control nobody tells you anything you don't know what's happening you don't know why anything is happening you have to wait hours and they do things like they wake you up really early Mm. they wake you up at seven but then nothing happens for about two hours so the doctor comes around at nine but you have to be awake at seven for some reason what i remember from being in hospital as a kid quite a bit was um they would wake you up to give you like sleeping tablets (laughs) and i'd be like well i'm five and i think that's stupid like, why are you doing that? That is stupid. Maybe I was being drugged. Wait, maybe. Maybe this book's about you. Oh and you've repressed it. <laughs> anyway, then we get some backstory about her friend, Kit Rappaport. Oh, terrible name. I like Kit. I think it's cute. I don't like Rappaport. I mean, I don't like Rappaport. <laughs> Kit the Rapper. <laughs> Rattata. <laughs> He's a redhead math genius, but he works in his uncle's shoe shop. Duffy likes him but she doesn't like like him they're just friends we also found out about uh, her other friend jane sabatini um who i fancy obviously she's short chunky it says why is the best friend always the chubby one why is it never the main one that's the chubby one i want to talk about jane's fatness in a minute so do i actually Hmm, on just the same part she's very beautiful she has violet eyes and flawless skin. I'm picturing her like young Elizabeth Taylor. No one has violet eyes. Elizabeth Taylor does. <clears throat> I'm going to Google it. Fine. She's well known for having violet eyes. Let me Google what colour violet mm-hmm. is first. Another episode of Girl Googles Things. <laughs> she, however, Jane is desperate for love. Which is interesting. We also meet Amy. Remember her? She's the sort of perky volunteer. Amy's got a friend called Cynthia, who's also super ambitious and also works at the hospital. And then we meet another character, Dylan Rourke, another wannabe doctor who's dumb, 
but determined and a jock and he doesn't like Kit and we and he's also Amy's recent ex who Duffy fancies. Why as well? I don't know and also why do we need to know all this? So basically the way that I've laid it out there is sort of how it is in the book. Just like a massive info dump. Don't know why. We need to know all <laughs> that. like don't really appear. I mean to be fair, right, usually I hate every single character who Diane Ho has created. I don't hate all of these. I like Kit because he works hard and Dylan as well, right? At least he's determined and like he knows he's not the smartest but he's still gonna work hard and be a doctor. And I like that because normally her characters are just like shallow and pointless. Yeah. At least they're working hard and they want something. That's true. But too much as well. What do you mean? I don't know. They're all just like quite tryhards. I thought you would appreciate it. I am. But you know what? I can't relate to a lot of things around like American high schoolers because our system isn't in the same way. Like when you apply to uni in um, America, it seems that they take on board like what clubs you've been in and shit. Like, yeah, sure, she was a straight A student. But, but she wasn't in any clubs. Are you just going off Legally Blonde right now? <laughs> Mainly. No, but all these books as well, and like, they want to get into medical school, so they're vo- volunteering in the hospital. Why can't you just go to medical school if you've got the right I mean, things? it helps, doesn't it? If I wasn't you've... really in any clubs or anything like that. No, but I think even here it helps to kind of show, like, if you've gone out of your way to do things that are related to your career so it doesn't seem like you've just decided last night that you want to do it yeah i guess so i don't know i was just she really irritated me and i think that bled out into everyone (laughs) you just were off on a bad foot with it right away (laughs) um so then everyone tells duffy that she's only imagining the noises from last night but she gradually puts it all together the sound of these rubber soled shoes these squeaky gurney wheels this curtain pulled back and someone saying no don't to which if she was Heather, she'd be like, bye then. <laughs> Not <laughs> my, my circus. <laughs> Not my monkeys. <laughs> um, so then Jane arrives. Is this when we're talking about Jane being a fatty? <laughs> She's just climbed four flights of stairs and she is so out of breath that she can't speak. Now, this is why I want to talk about her because I'm a chub and I can do that. I can climb four flights of stairs at a quite a quick pace and not be so out of breath that I can't speak. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it's really weird, this whole like treatment of her fatness, because we do have that where she's like ridiculously exhausted. Um, and they have to like give her a glass of water. And then but then Cynthia says, four flights of stairs carrying a load of magazines is not a smart idea for someone she stopped, obviously not wanting to be unkind. Go ahead, say it, Jane gasped. For someone overweight. You don't seriously think I'm not aware of it, do you? You don't approve of exercise, Cynthia? I thought all you medical people preached exercise. Which is very sort of like now, mm. in a way. But then also, like, it's not, it doesn't really posit her fatness as a bad thing. Mm. Like the rest of Point Horrors do. Like, it's not a lack in her. No. As a character. And like, the reason she's so unlucky in love isn't to do with her weight. No, and it does say she's very beautiful. Yeah, and she's like friendly and fun and popular enough with girls and goes on a lot of dates, but like is almost like too desperate to be in a relationship. Mm. Which I think. Which we all know some people like that. Yeah, mm. and it's got nothing to do with their like attractiveness or mm-hmm. weight or anything like that most of the time. It's just that some people are too keen. <gasps> do you know what that's made me think of? What? 
I told you about this, I fell in a total YouTube pit yesterday when I was meant to be doing something useful, which I didn't. And um, I actually spent most of yesterday going to apply for things like <laughs> residencies and then looking at the fine print and realizing that I, for whatever reason I couldn't apply for them. Uh, so that was basically a waste of an entire day looking at all of that and applying for nothing. But I watched the ContraPoints video on incels, which was very interesting. She's great. So good. And also coming from a perspective of trying to not necessarily sympathize with or condone, but understand the incel community. And I found it so interesting. And I started looking at in-selfie threads, which are like selfies of incels, obviously. But they do this weird thing where they pinpoint the one physical attribute that they think is the only reason that they cannot find love ever and are doomed to be miserable and alone for the rest of their lives. But they make it into a word. So you'll have like a fat cell or a skinny cell or tooth cell, forehead cell, ginger cell. So bizarre. So like And a couple that are racist. Oh yeah, they are. But they come up with them themselves. I don't want to say them. They are quite racist, but... They're awful. But like they've come up with them themselves. I just think it's so fascinating because to like pinpoint one physical attribute that you think your entire self-worth hangs on it's so it's so strange and i, I just hadn't realized that i think a lot of people have like one thing that they think is the worst thing about them yeah. stops them doing anything but even to look at that and think this one thing is why i will never be happy i will never be loved ever god it's so sad yeah i mean i'm not trying to sympathize re- well am i i mean yeah i think it does help it she, is sad she, that video is really good because she mm. relates to them as a trans woman mm-hmm. and like that idea of self-loathing because of your perceived um place in the world mm-hmm. and i thought that was really interesting um jane is not <laughs> she's not a chubby cell or a femme cell which or is the female equivalent did you know god there you go um yeah she's not a femme cell in fact she's like she seems very happy with herself mm-hmm. and like she's her, she's physically described as to be like very attractive and she wears well we'll get back to her in the fashion section oh yeah but she wears some very eye-catching fashion choices yeah and she's a great person so it's really weird because at first i thought oh god here we've got like a fat character that we're supposed to think is like lazy and awful mm. but then she's not presented as that at all and no one comments on her weight apart from that one time when she did really mm-hmm. so it's interesting yeah that's true so I and thought it's more positive than I thought it was going to be. I thought she was. She sounded quite hot as well. Yeah, I knew she sounded like. What was the friend in the she other one? She was like a white Lizzo in my head. Yeah, which is similar to the best friend in, the, in Funhouse, right? Mm. Wasn't she? Didn't she have a vaguely Italian name as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just realised like I said white. I said white Lizzo. One. Why would she be white when she's got a Mediterranean? Well, yeah. Second name. That's just because everyone in these fucking books is white. <laughs> also, she's got violet eyes. So probably. Having looked up Elizabeth Taylor, her eyes were fucking blue. They, mm, okay, fine. That's not where everyone else says. <laughs> so then, uh, right, we're on Jane. Um, they agree that it's creepy that nothing works. Oh, she climbed up the stairs because the lift is broken. I think it's really creepy that nothing works in this hospital. For me, the thought of being in a hospital where half the stuff was broken and it was obviously understaffed would be really scary. I would be like, medical malpractice. <laughs> is on the horizon right now <laughs> and half the fucking people there are kids yes volunteers. fucking volunteers doing the medical treatments <laughs> what the hell so then let's remember that jane 
Oh no, so remember that um, Duffy and Dylan like each other, but Jane likes Dylan. So we've got a bit of a, a love triangle. I was going to say a medical triangle. That's not correct. <laughs> we've got, <laughs> a, got a medical triangle going on here. So then it's visiting hours. Her friends come, except Kit. <gasps> Dylan says Kit's left town. That's unusual, isn't it? Mysterious. That? that is strange. So then they all leave. And uh, Duffy sneaks out to get some shampoo because remember she's got greasy hair. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes to get in the lift, but Smith tackles her. There's no lift there. Mm. Which use your fucking eyes, Duffy. Yeah, like to the extent that she's like, "Oh, I'm putting my foot in there," <laughs> and then Smith comes and gets her. It's like, look in front of you, mate. You'd notice. Yeah. It's like in, oh, fuck, why have I gone to this train of thought? I was going to say it's like in Fifty Shades of Grey where she steps, this is where I stopped reading it very, yeah, very early say, on. I can't relate. She steps into his office and trips over like flat on her face, which I'm like, people don't really do that. No. You don't fall like on your face. <laughs> you just don't, unless you've got no knees or something. Yeah, or your arms are like constrained to your side. Yeah. So I was a bit like, I don't know if you would just walk in without looking. <laughs> it just seems very stupid. Um, anyway, he blames Dylan for putting the broken sign on the wrong lift, but Duffy says, no, the lift's been broken for hours and other people have been using it. Someone switched the signs. So you'd think you'd be careful then this if you is... knew that one of the lifts was off. You'd think you'd probably look. You would think that. Also, if only one of them is broken, why did Jane go up the stairs? Well, I've just realised a plot hole right there. <laughs> and do you know what was really annoying about it? Like, fair enough. She was like, I almost died. And it's like, well, yeah, all right. Calm yourself down. But that's true. But she's also like, at one point she's like, why didn't you come and... Like, she's sent everyone else to fucking scurry off and figure out this, like, mystery. Like, they it work in a mystery. They work what in a like? hospital. They're busy. I mean, they are understaffed in the hospital. And then she goes She goes and like has a go at the guy and says, why don't you come and tell me who switched that sign? Maybe because they work in a fucking hospital, Duffy, and not everything's about you. Yeah? Oh, You really? hate Duffy. Really? Oh my God, you hate like, her. Just leave everyone alone. They're busy people. <laughs> You're not even that hot. <laughs> <laughs> she's so hot. It says she's so hot. So then she gets her IV out, finally. Ugh. Also, having an IV in is horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I remember, so I had an IV in, um, and it sticks in the back of your hand, sort of like the centre of the back of your hand. And um, I, for some reason, when I was in the hospital, I'd got the impression that the needle was very short, like maybe an inch long. And I had said to Annie, um, because I don't like having things that are like, I don't mind getting an injection or whatever, but when I give blood, I can't look because it's the fact that it's sort of half in and half out. Mm. I can't bear it. but I had said to Annie, like, oh, it's good. This is just a small, it's only very tiny, so it's hardly even in under my skin. And she just went, mm-hmm. <laughs> because she knew that that was not the case. And then when they finally did pull it out, it was about three inches long. And it it goes, like, right into your wrist, but, like, under the skin. And it just made me feel so sick. Oh, my word. They're so uncomfortable. I don't have a problem with, like, looking at the thing. Um, but I faint giving oh. blood in fact i've been told You're by too the skinny, nhs that's why not, not too skinny for life but too skinny to give blood no i'm not okay i'm not as skinny as you seem to think i'm like i'm perfectly in i could consume your entire body and i would look exactly the same <laughs> i know you would <laughs> um 
I'm yeah, I'm not like you seem to think I'm like a t- like a <laughs> little rake of a person, a mop if a person, if you will. <laughs> I would confuse you for a mop. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something to do with like a low blood pressure okay. thing. Um, because yeah, I eight times at uni tried to go and give blood, and only four times did they manage to get out the full pint before I fainted. And they can't keep it in. No. Because I asked, I was like, just keep it in, I'll come around. And they were like, we're not legally allowed to do that. And then they just throw it away if they can't get a full pint. So at one point they were like, you're costing us more in sandwiches and biscuits than we're getting. Or just their time. <laughs> yeah, than we're getting from this semi-bidote. And then I had like a half a seizure the last time. Oh, very strange. Yeah, maybe don't yeah, I've given do up. that anymore. But I really want to. Yeah, I know. Because it's a really good thing and I've got quite a rare blood type. Oh, well... Don't murder me for my blood, anyone. Anyway. Maybe one day in the future you can. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe when I've got high blood pressure. <laughs> yes. We should stress you out more. You sh- we sh- you should I've had eat enough more of that and week. stress more. I eat so much. Well, you can eat more. So then, Smith wheels Duffy outside to get some fresh air in a wooden wheelchair. Because I guess <sighs> we're in 1950. This whole fucking bit. That's... It's scary. It's ludicrous. Scary. So then he parks her at the top of a hill because he is very stupid. Like a fucking roadrunner cartoon. <laughs> and then he, he paints a tunnel on a bit of rock. Oh my god. So he parks her at the top of a hill in a wheelchair. Right, just right on the lip of the hill. Just almost tipping over, but not quite. Um, and then he leaves. She hears a weird noise behind her. Suddenly, she's rolling down the hill. It's okay, Dylan saves her. Don't worry. You hate this bit. I think it's quite scary. It's like... But do you know this book? I think it scares me because it's all about lack of control. And I'm terrified of lack of control. And it is the medical setting is scary. But yeah, that bit of like rolling down the hill is so ludicrous. I imagined it as like a 2D draw, like a line drawing of like, you know what I mean? Like, whoa. and then she's like, oh, I'm going so fast, so fast, so hot, so fast. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm going to fall into the lake, into the icy water where I will die. And I was like, you, it'll just be cold. She's like, I have such a fever that I will die if I go in the lake. Oh, come on. You're so mean. Just so annoyed You're with so her. so mean. Also, didn't realise that Duffy was short for Dorothy. No, I didn't either. Because hmm. I always thought about Duffy from Casualty. Oh, I thought but it was But that's his singer. surname. Oh, yeah. She had that. She was real flash in the pan, wasn't she? Yeah, did I already tell you that story about when my brother worked? Yeah. And they, they weren't supposed to look directly at her. <laughs> <laughs> Bless. Well, maybe there was a reason... Probably not. Maybe she was very hot. Maybe. So hot. She didn't want to go in the pond. (laughs) So then, Duffy seems to actually be getting sicker. Her fever, she does have a fever. You mean she's actually getting sick? (laughs) She's actually sick now. Her fever is not dropping and no one will let her have a shower. I think this is scary. This is horrible. Like, maybe because I've been in hospital and it's just horrible. Like, you, you can't do anything to your own schedule, you can't do anything that you want, you're just like constantly waiting for somebody else and you don't know what's going on and it's horrible. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I think I just like this book a lot more than you did. <laughs> no, it's the other way around. Normally you're like, with the train, you were like, the train's quite good and I was like, the train's a piece of shit. <laughs> I was just like irritated by everything going on. I mean, she is annoying. Like, you're kind of fine. Mind your business. 
don't go at the top of a hill. Who like, cares if other people are dead? You're not dead. <laughs> just keep your eyes on your fucking brutal. Keep your eyes on your own road. Fucking hell. Don't go in anyone else's lane. Jesus, I'm going to try really hard not to have any problems this year because you'll be like, just go and have a pricey tour. I'm not going to give you one. But just go, go and, and have get one. your own medication because I'm very tired. Crawl if you must. I'm not getting it for you. So then Duffy decides, do you know what? I'm going to go and have a shower by myself. And you cannot say this scene is not scary. Okay, this is quite it's scary. It's actually scary. So she gets up. The hospital is just completely empty and silent. She can't see anyone. It's like a fucking horror film. Empty hospital. She finds this grim little shower room. It's like tiny and kind of mildewed and not very pleasant at all. But so she goes in, takes all her clothes off, starts having a shower. So she's totally naked and vulnerable and not feeling very well. Someone comes into the room, puts off the light, shoves her down on the ground and then tries to drown her in the dirty water. That is fucking scary. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I think <laughs> that's a like good bit. The only scary scene we've had in any point horrors <laughs> so far. But like, how many have we done now? This is like number 13. No, 23. 23. And this is the first actual bit that I was like, that's fucking scary. Still, it quite annoyed me because <laughs> it's got my least favourite word of all time in there. Shaft. Bodily. Why do you hate Throwing that? bodily. Because I remember it's so using redundant. That. I used bodily in a story and you just kept crossing Take it out. Take it out. What's the... Why does it need to be there? She was thrown against the shower. She was thrown because bodily against like the shower. meteor. What? Like, as opposed to, like, psychologically. Or, like, <laughs> in, in her soul, she was thrown against the wall. Metaphorically, she was thrown against the wall. She was thrown... Her full body was thrown against it's the wall. It's a pointless word that adds nothing. I'll do you a deal. I'll never use bodily if you never use a top. A top, yes, okay. <laughs> I fucking hate a top. Fair enough. Okay then, deal. So then, let's not just leave Duffy. I know you don't care. <laughs> leave her there. She's had her not, time. Not your circus, not your monkey. She's not so hot now, is she? So then, she's naked, being held down in this dirty water, but she's got her pink safety razor, so she slashes out at this person, and then they start bleeding and run away. And I also think this is horrible. So then she's there, she's cold and she's damp and she's dirty and she's like lying in this dirty blood water. Like that's also horrible. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but she manages to escape. Even worse, everyone tells her that it didn't happen. Everyone tells her she's got a fever and she's just imagining it. And then the nurse also says, do you know what, even if it did happen, it's still your fault? Because she says, my goodness, Duffy, you should always lock the door. Yeah, I did As if, like, like that it's well. her fault. Victim blaming. Horrible. Yeah. So horrible. And then they give her pills. So their only response is to, to give medicate her some pills. Her. Yes. That is a good point about, like, um, assault. Mm-hmm. Like, people try and tell you it's either your fault or it didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm on board for this small <laughs> bit. Okay, <laughs> then. Bodily, con- they gave her some medication. Yeah, I'll be content with you saying, like, one bit was okay. <laughs> so then she overhears that this medicine called digoxin? Digoxin? <laughs> sure, any of them. Well, I'm digoxin? guessing it's from digitalis, so digoxin. That doesn't sound right, does no. it? Digoxin doesn't sound right either. Uh, magical pills. So she finds out that the magical pills are missing, and she finds out also that the symptoms that this medication gives of nausea and visual problems, that's what she's got. 
So then, specifically in order to wind up Heather, Duffy then nags Amy about it, who finally, and to be fair, rightfully, snaps that Duffy is being a total brat. And it just doesn't make sense that Dylan would dump Amy for Duffy. <gasps> That's why. Oh my god. Suspect. <laughs> so, it sounds like you've got something to say about that bit. So, um, she then gets obsessed with the idea that she's been given these wrong pills. And this is the worst bit of writing. So, <laughs> is it as bad as a robot's diet? <laughs> in this book. Okay. In this book, it's the worst bit. Um, so someone is just about, a nurse is going off duty. And then um, she, they're like, they, they've lost the medication, haven't they? Mm-hmm. The magical pills medication. Um, and he says, you do that. I don't care if it takes all night. I want that bottle found. In the meantime, if any of the patients start complaining about nausea or dizziness, or happen to mention visual problems, for instance that the lights look funny, pay attention. It could mean we found our, mi- our missing magical pills. That's very convenient, isn't he? That he lists all of the exact <laughs> symptoms in a conversation yeah. with someone who definitely who knows what know. it is. Yeah. And it, how convenient that the for instance is exactly what she's been having. I mean... It is a point horror. It is a point horror. <laughs> Let's not pretend that we're reading something <laughs> clever. It just made me do such a massive eye roll. I know. People I don't speak like that. Picture you doing it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then everyone still keeps gaslighting Duffy, saying that she's imagining things, including her parents. Literally everyone. Which I have to say, if I was in hospital, even now, at my age, if I was in hospital and I was like listen, all this creepy stuff's happening and someone attacked me in the shower, my mum wouldn't be like, no, you're imagining it. My mum might. She's <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> usually on my believing side, to be honest. Oh well. Maybe Duffy's mum is more like your mum then. <laughs> so, however, not everyone is telling her that she's imagining it because Jane and Dylan do believe her. But... Dylan's got a cut on his wrist, <gasps> but Amy has a cut on her leg. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to make it seem dramatic. It's not very dramatic. It's not really it's at not. all. So then Amy, I'm already really, these are my notes, and I'm like, who's Amy? <laughs> yeah, who are those people again? <laughs> so Amy says that Kit phoned when Duffy was asleep, and Dylan is jealous that Kit phoned, I think. I've really lost track. So Duffy stops taking these, what she thinks are these magic pills, and she convinces Jane to give them to her brother Dean to analyse. And then Jane, there's a lot of back and forth in this book, Jane comes back and says, yes, it is these magical pills. I knew it. (laughs) And then to keep Jane safe, and I like this, this is her thought process, she says, I don't want to be a rotten kind of friend. And I was like, rotten! It's me! (laughs) So she tells Jane that it's a prank because she doesn't want Jane to get hurt. I know it doesn't really make sense. No. Um, And then there's also there's lots of bits where Smith flirts with her and she misses Kit and thinks about Kit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not very exciting. So then Duffy decides to escape from the hospital. But Dylan grasses her up. Dylan? Fuck you, Dylan. (laughs) I'm picturing Bob Dylan. Oh yeah, I don't like it. Well, he's just hair annoying it's just hair. just annoying hair it's just a ball of I hair i don't get the bob dylan thing no maybe <laughs> that's my really good bob dylan i just like him 
I think because I'm not like a straight white guy that takes himself really seriously. I think if I was, I would totally get Bob Dylan. I mean, I'd like some of his songs, but they're sort of fine. That's what I mean. They're fine. Yeah. Perfectly acceptable. The Beatles as well. Eh, they're fine. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, because they'll do that now. That'll be someone's new project. Like, <laughs> Ryan Adams covered that whole Taylor Swift album. We're not allowed to talk about Ryan Adams anymore, are we? Oh, we are. We're allowed to say he's a dickhead. Yeah. Sex offender. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised. No, I've never heard his Annie music. Him. It just sounded boring. Well, Annie saw him at, at a gig years ago, and he was, to be fair, he wasn't a sexual predator at her, but he was a fucking asshole. Yeah. And he did things like he drank, I think, two bottles of wine and, like, just fucking noodled around on his guitar. And eventually, someone, because it was Glasgow, he should have known better. <laughs> someone just shouted out, Play a fucking song, I've got work in the morning. <laughs> Yes. What you get, son. You're in Glasgow now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently he was just an asshole and like didn't respect the crowd or anything. So yeah, I'm not surprised that he's an uh, he's a dickhead. Um, and I'm glad because now I'd have to ever hear his music again. <laughs> I've literally never heard a song. Let's. I'll just always skip over it. It's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> anyway, so again, they all drug Duffy. It's fucking disturbing. It is. They just drug her to shut her up. And then in the night, someone puts a pillow on her face. So she hits them with the water jug. I quite like, I'm like, is there something to be said here about how she sort of uses these domestic objects to defend herself? Oh, I'm that's really a reach. Digging too deep. That's yeah, a reach. Reaching so far. <laughs> I'm like a Sandra Bullock in that space film. <laughs> Reaching. <laughs> but not quite getting. <laughs> Anyway, so then Duffy stumbles away down the stairs. She's being followed by someone humming. What a shithead. Now, I don't know if you know this, but in Glasgow, if you're humming, that means you smell bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's being followed by a stinker. <laughs> um, she accidentally goes to the morgue, and after her comes the killer. Who do you think it is? Do you remember any of the characters' names so far? No. So here we here we go. It could be... Dylan, he's jealous because Duffy and Kit's, because of Duffy and Kit's relationship. We have uh, Amy, who she thinks Dylan dumped her for Duffy. We have the, the other dudes. <laughs> the guys. <laughs> I've forgotten them. The other dudes, for various reasons. Or Jane, because, I don't know. I've lost track of all the characters. I just couldn't care less as well. Anyway, it's a character that you've completely forgotten about. Cynthia. Oh, yeah. I read that and I was like, who the who? fuck is Cynthia? Yeah. <laughs> Let me go by through my list. <laughs> I forgot her. So Cynthia is Amy's friend. It turns out that Sil... Sil- <laughs> Sylvie. <laughs> Cynthia killed Kit because he knew that her negligence caused the death of the man who is like a big rich patron of the hospital yeah you're telling me i'm reaching it's diane ho you are reaching (laughs) i just got to the end and was like oh okay like it like the whole end bit has almost nothing to do with the central conceit of most of the book so it was like yeah i i killed kit and i was like wait who's kit and who are you? You're supposed to give a shit about <laughs> what? That, can you just imagine if someone like barged in was like, I killed Don. And you'd be like, who is Don Who's and Don? who are you? Yeah, sorry, I don't know her. <laughs> Donald. 
I was just, I literally went, oh, okay. Like, what the fuck? If it was you, you'd be like, literally, unless it's yourself, you're like, oh, well, <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> um, Kirsty, can I, oh, sorry, if you've got more. We're not even finished. Okay. Shall I carry on? Please There's do. a lot of back and forth. Anyway, so I think this is kind of scary too. Duffy's, I'm reaching so much in this book. So Duffy kind of scrambles around trying to find a weapon and all she can find is like paper clips and a lamp and some notebooks. Now I think that's scary if like you need a weapon and you can't find anything. Okay, fine. So then she eventually <laughs> finds this book. You should have seen the eye roll that Heather just did at me. I thought your eyes were going to actually roll out of your head. <laughs> so then Duffy finds some bug spray and then... Um, she sticks oh yeah and then uh, because Cynthia's coming at her with a needle she ends up sticking the needle in her own face which is that's horrible so ludicrous no it's horrible the way it describes it is really funny it's horrible so then Duffy locks her in a morgue drawer (laughs) so then the one there's a kind of a good bad bit at the end because she doesn't sort of end up with any of the guys which is good yeah on the downside now I would pick Jane she sounds hot I don't find this appropriate Smith makes a comment saying maybe one day I can take Kit's place I was like inappropriate he just died yeah not appropriate also taking anyone's place just no No, don't don't yeah not like that the end so let me (laughs) (laughs) okay I'm ready so there aren't as many characters as there are in Funhouse I counted 22. I've got 25. Why? Right, it must have missed some. But, okay. but almost what's funnier is uh, how they're referred to as mm-hmm. well. So I'll run you through. Duffy Quinn. Dr. Jonas Morgan. Margaret the, the nurse. Vampira the nurse. Attila, That's not real name. Attila the nurse. Okay. <laughs> this is how they're referred to. The student nurse. Nameless lesbian nurse who gives <laughs> her the back rub. Many other nurses. Amy Severn. Smith Lewis. Jane Sabatini, Dean Sabatini, Mrs. Duffy, Mr. Duffy, Junior Volunteer Cynthia Boone, <laughs> Mrs. Toggle, Kit Rappaport, Dr. Crowder, head of the hospital, <laughs> the bust of Walt Whitman, Mrs. Lauder. He doesn't count as a character. <laughs> Kit's uncle and aunt, aka the Grinch who stole Kit's future, aka Old Man Rappaport, Dylan Rock, Elmer Doherty, and Pete Ramsey. <laughs> Why do you we missed mean? out old man Latham and Mrs. Creole? <laughs> so there are more. 27 characters. <laughs> old man Latham, yeah, I completely forgot him. So unnecessary. Also, can I give you my favourite bad line in the entire book? Go on. Panicking momentarily, she began kicking out, desperate to be f- free of the scratchy cocoon. That's not that bad. The scratchy cocoon. <laughs> it's a fucking blanket <laughs> i think we should start using these over dramatic <laughs> phrases like remember in that other book where he says i must go i must seek nourishment <laughs> so i think when we need to eat something we'll, we'll say i must seek nourishment and then if you've got a blanket on you and you're too hot you must escape the scratchy cocoon <laughs> and also if the bath goes a bit cold i'm gonna say I could be dead in the icy water. <laughs> or if you're a bit warm. So hot. So, so hot. So hot. So, hot. so dot, dot, dot. Hot. hot. <laughs> okay. So, 
What fashion have we got? Ooh. I love... Oh, have we got others before the fashion? No, no, no. No, yeah. I'm so excited yeah. about Jane's fashion. Here's what she's got. Tight Bermuda shorts, an oversized hot pink sweatshirt, and a huge hot pink bow in her hair. Yeah, that sounds very Lizzo. Yeah. See? I was going to say, it sounds just like Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I saw her in that exact same outfit. Mm-hmm. That's who I picture. I guess not you. Yeah, no, I, I'm yeah. seeing more Lizzo, but I can see what you're saying. I mean, it, I, I feel like she's kind of rocking the Kelly Kapowski look. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Then also, later, she's wearing lime green pedal pushes, a hot pink t-shirt that says on it, go ahead, make my day, give me a chocolate chip cookie, <laughs> in scarlet. Which is so specific. Yeah. So specific. Also, Why are you telling us what's on her t-shirt? You wouldn't be able to see that very well. Yeah. Scarlet on hot pink. That's true. Um, and then later, she's wearing an orange jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. She's very prison. <laughs> I've just realised. Maybe there's a whole different story there. Oh, I want to read that story. One of the guys wears... Oh, my God. If she's a hot convict. <sighs> That's it. Wow. We're done. We're done. Um, one of the guys wears a plaid shirt that was too small and flapped loosely outside of his jeans. Flapped loosely? Like, there couldn't be more 90s. And the hospital uniform is pea green slacks and a tunic. Oh, yeah. Pea green. Pea. That is what? No, it's blue, isn't it, here? Hospital scrubs. Or is it green? I don't know. I thought nurses wore blue. Can't remember. Can't remember. Pea anyway. green's very specific, though, isn't it? That is very specific. Hmm. Anyway, I like uh, Jane's fashion. I'm feeling it. Yeah, me too. I like her generally. Yeah. She's the best one. Ah, oh, the side characters are always the best ones. Um, Do we have a too stupid to live heroine? Well, we haven't even done the queer subtext yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, it's under, underneath for mine. Oh, is it? All right, well, let's do it in your order then. Too stupid to love heroin. I like Duffy. I know you hate her. She's moody. She's kind of a brat. But she's also very determined. For once, she's proactive, which point horror heroines are never proactive. Yeah. Never. And she is. She also admires in other people both ambition and kindness. Mm, no. Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, she can say that she does. She doesn't do anything stupid, does she? I'm just really a, I'm, she's trying just whiny, so hard to defend this book. Just a whiny baby for like yeah. the first half of it. Like you're just hot. You're just hot. You, I'm going to say that to you <laughs> next time you're ill because you are the <laughs> fucking worst invalid. Next time you aren't well, I'm going to say to you, you're just hot. I probably will be just hot. Shut and up, I'll accept hot. it as completely fine. No, you won't. <laughs> you won't. Right, I'm going to try it. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> she's just. I, I, I'll have a WhatsApp silence. I don't know why weeks. she's in hospital for a fever. Because they think. They, they don't know why the fever's not going down. I mean, she shouldn't really be in hospital. She shouldn't really be there. It's just. You know, the NHS is very stretched these days, and I don't think she should be wasting everyone's fucking well, time. Well, she's not on the NHS. Well, maybe she is. <laughs> Maybe she is. She's not too stupid to live. She's just irritating. Um, she's she is a brat. Yeah, but she yeah no, she is a brat. We don't really have a sexy bad boy sociopath either. There's too many guys, and most of them have no point. No personality. No, <laughs> yeah. they're kind of irritating. There's just too many of them. No one even does a practical joke, and they're supposed to love it. Did you want them to do? No, a I did joke? not. But well, <laughs> okay. Quiz subtext. The nurse took her blood and left, and was immediately immediately replaced by a second nurse, young and pretty, who gave her an expert sponge bath, a clean hospital gown, white with tiny blue flowers, and a delicious back rub. 
Now, come on. I don't think they're meant to give them back rubs. I don't think they're supposed to give them expert sponge baths. What makes her expert? Yeah, where could she reach the places no other nurse could? <sighs> could she see the sponge at all times? <laughs> or not? <laughs> Crib. <laughs> yeah, that's definite. That's pretty queer. Girl on girl action right now. Yeah. Well, it's boring in the hospital. Could be, could, be a, could be a boy nurse. Second nurse, young and pretty. That's true, it doesn't say. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I prefer the girl I did. <laughs> Feels less predatory. Yeah. yeah. Death toll. Two. Kit and... Old Man Latham. Yes, good point. Yep. Um, is it good though? I liked it. I thought the hospital was kind of uncanny, creepy. There's... She always, every conversation that she has with anyone, she feels like there's something that they're not telling her, which mm. I think is really scary. Yeah. And there's this sort of lack of control and she's like always a bit confused because she knows that she's got this fever. I don't know if I think it's good, but I think it's creepy. And that shower scene is creepy. Yeah, there's bits of good in it. I would argue that they're outweighed by the <laughs> down a fucking cliff bit. Um, I would say I'd, four. I'd give it a three. Because some bits were good. I just really didn't like the main character. Okay, three and a half. No, three. <laughs> but I said four. Ah, okay. We're averaging. Yeah. All right, three and a half. I'll be okay. fine with that. Is it good, bad? It's got some bad bits in it. Yeah. Like the scratchy cocoon. <laughs> the scratchy cocoon is good. I'll probably give it a three as well. Yeah. It's like, you can't quite hate read it. No, but it's got some bits. It's got some would... pretty silly bits. Yeah. That's a good way to put them. Yeah. Um, so overall, I'm going to recommend it. I don't know if you would. Uh, read it if you want. That's how I feel about it. Like, if, you, if you fancy it. You've got half an hour. You could say that about anything. <laughs> you, you should be a reviewer and then all the reviews are like, yeah, read it if you want. It's a book. Fine. It's got a story in it. Characters. Genius. Friends become enemies. The Guardian enemies become here we come. <laughs> Um, what are we doing next time? <laughs> next time we're doing Am Amnesia mm. by Sinclair Smith, which should be a good one. It, well, there's weirdly quite a lot of overlap. Yeah, there is actually. Are you saying it should be a good one because it's Sinclair Smith? Because she's had one great one and <laughs> one truly awful well, one. Well, that's what I'm excited about. Where is this going to fall on the Smith spectrum? So we can find out which was the anomaly. Was Dream Date the anomaly <laughs> for being good or was the waitress the anomaly for being terrible? Have to tune in next time, guys. Trixie and the eggy mess. <laughs> um, in the meantime, where mm -hmm. can they get us, Kirsty? They can get us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. And if you want to get the... Um, Sorry, <laughs> so if, if you, you want, want to get the, <laughs> if you want to get us more, <laughs> you're so gross. Oh, you can um, join our Patreon community, um, and if you bid, pay. What is wrong what? with you? I don't know. Are you hot? So hot? <laughs> so hot. I can't speak. I can't shower. <laughs> doing basic motor functions you can uh for five dollars a month you get access to our extra bonus podcast uh every month and it's usually something really bad yeah they're even worse and you get a little free gift now we've got quite a few new patrons so thanks guys thanks guys and also if you start now patronizing us is that right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Then you get all the previous bonus episodes as well. And there are loads now. 
Yeah, from July. Yeah, yeah, mm. quite a lot. Yeah, and they're uh, they're quite something. Lots of Christopher Pike. Yep. He's he's a guy. He <laughs> is a guy. He's a guy. I definitely would not argue with that. He's definitely male. Oh, okay. So uh, remember to catch us next time Ooh. for amnesia. Ooh. Ooh. Professional. Are you practiced that? Yeah. Bye. Bye.